0: This is Six Foot Plus, brought to you by Grape Diggers Local Sixteen. Welcome again to another episode of Six Foot Plus, the program of spooky music and more. I am your curator, Strange Jason. On this episode, we celebrate the local video store and encourage you to go out and support the one closest to you. We also have the Monster Mat Minute with Monster Mat Patterson, and on Metal Morgue, Dr. Gain Green heads to the heart of Texas to talk with Count Lyle of Ghoultown about Lyle's music his new book, and all things Bigfoot. The video store, both rental and retail, was an important component in the history of horror. It provided people access to movies that could never really compete with the major studios at the cinema. These indie movies ran first in small releases theatrically, but made most of their money and their fans while sitting on the rack of your local video shack. Those stores, especially the rentals, needed videos badly when they first came around. Suddenly, small studios and minor production companies were on an even playing field as the majors. Today, the rental store has almost vanished. Even the major chains are dying. Blockbusters have fallen and Hollywood videos decay in dead strip malls. Independent video stores and rental places still struggle to survive, but they've adapted. Now, they offer hard-to-find movies and films that aren't carried by the major streaming services. Out-of-circulation cult classics and random abandoned movies can be found in these islands of preservation. Probably on sale, too, for really cheap. On this episode, I've got some songs to help us all remember the importance of these stores atmospheric tracks like the one that opened the show by Ray O'Bannon, and rockers ripped from the titles once screaming at you from the shelves. It was a different era then. Yeah, that's right, kids. There was once a time when you couldn't get full seasons of TV shows or on-demand movies zapped to your cell phone. You used to have to take what the networks played over the airwaves. And then came the dawn of the VHS. Here now. Live Fast Die. Bladder Flick by Death Piggy, an old punk band out of Virginia that would eventually mutate into a little old band named Gwar. For more information about the history of Death Piggy and the whole Richmond punk scene, you can read Dave Brockie's The Onrushing Grip of Death, his ongoing online autobiography. There'll be a link in the show notes over at sixfootplus.com. The music you're hearing in the background right now is by The Amino Acids. Six Foot Plus is available every other week over at sixfootplus.com. You can also subscribe to us via your favorite feed reader and on iTunes. I'm also able to say that Six Foot Plus is now available on Stitcher, the mobile podcast app. If you have a good data plan and would like to stream episodes, you can listen to Six Foot Plus on your phone with Stitcher. Before we continue, let me say that Six Foot Plus is brought to you this time by Sawyer Family Hardware, where the saw is family, and by Sadako DVRs. Never miss the last thing you'll ever see, Sadako DVR. If by chance you missed the debut of The Metal Morgue, Go back and listen to the interview Dr. Gangrene conducted with John Michael Thorne. They talked about the movie Rock and Roll Nightmare. And here now is the title song to that movie's soundtrack.
1: I want
2: Your
3: Outside your limits, I'm screaming for more. I'm screaming for
2: more. I'm screaming for more. I'm screaming for more. I'm screaming for more. I'm screaming for more. I'm, for more. I'm screaming for more. I'm screaming for more.
3: And I'm not your role model Outside you're lusting I've got to go to the next level i am seen the bizarre I've been the bizarre Twisted and turning Twisted and turning That's life And it feels like hell I'm I'm gonna tell I'm screaming, I'm, screaming my, I'm screaming for more, 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 I'm screaming for more.
2: This was a warning. The day to come, I just hit it out I'm on the run. i yell and I'm screaming for more, I'm screaming for more, screaming for more, I'm screaming for, screamin for more, yeah, screaming for more, I'm screaming for more.
0: theater zombies, singing about Dracula's curse. I found a 2006 movie of the same name, put out by the infamous movie production company The Asylum. Known for releasing such notorious gems like the Mega Shark series, oh my god, it's a series, and more generics of blockbusters this side of 1970s Bollywood, The Asylum's output might be the most horrible thing on the planet, but its business model is highly successful and shows how low-end studios rely heavily on the direct-to-video market. While you might not pay 15 bucks to go see or even buy a copy of Titanic 2, you might be willing to rent it for 3 dollars Yeah, you might be willing to do a lot of things. You might be even willing to listen to the Monster Mat Minute morning maniacs
4: <laughs> yes that's right it is I your fiend yours truly, monster Matt Patterson and we're taking a trip to the video store maniacs what horror film is about hip-hop artists eating other hip-hop artists cannibal holocaust <laughs> thank you uh, maniacs if you're a cow What do you call hitting a cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller with a pool stick? Cueing your chud. (laughs) And finally, video stores give us whores, bloody, ghastly, and ghoulish. I too was a video store clerk, but I never acted like a jerk, even when the customer was quite foolish. I'd say thank you for your business and I'll see you Later, when asked what I meant, I simply replied, you rented a VHS player and tapes
0: that were beta.
4: (laughs) See you next
0: time, maniacs. That was Monster Matt Patterson. You can get a copy of his book, Monster Matt's Bad Monster Jokes, Volume 1, from WestNet Books and at various online retailers such as Amazon and Barnes & Noble. That was Scream Queen by The Deadtones. After this episode, while you're out looking for one of the last remaining video stores in your town, don't forget that April 21st, 2012 is the 5th annual Record Store Day. The event is to drum up sales and draw in new customers to independent music stores by offering exclusive releases on vinyl. Bands from Devo to Iggy and the Stooges to The Flaming Lips are putting out collectible releases on Saturday. Of course, the horror punk and surf community are both showing up for Record Store Day. You'll be able to buy the seminal album Walk Among Us by The Misfits on colored vinyl, either red, blue, or clear. You'll also be able to buy new 7 inches from gothic cabaret queen Amanda Palmer, punk's Juicehead and Osaka pop star doing a cover of Fugazi's Waiting Room, as well as music from Eddie Angel bands The Neanderthals and Martian Denny Orchestra. Here are some songs from those Eddie Angel outfits. Two Thousand Pound Werewolf by The Neanderthals and The Martian Denny Orchestra with Brawl. of the Living Dead, a movie store mainstay, and a classic cut from The Misfits' Walk Among Us, done lovingly by the Crimson Ghosts. This just in, I've been told that if you want to make your own corpse dicer mask, just like the one in Ray O'Bannon's song that opened the show, just head on over to ravensblight.com, click on the toy shop section, and then head to the faceplate project. Well, well, look at the time. Listeners, let's now head down to the Metal Morgue.
3: This is the Metal Morgue, dissecting the best and worst horror movies and music that rock with your host, Dr. Gang Green.
5: All right, guys, Dr. Gang Green here. I have the one and only Count Lyle from Ghoul Town with me. How you doing, buddy?
2: I'm doing good. Thanks for having
5: me. Hey, glad to have you on board. Um, you know, I, you are one of the first bands that I got in contact with back when I started doing my, pod, my podcast, when I started doing my TV show back in 1999. You were one of the first people I ran across on the internet.
6: Yeah, I remember uh, you playing our Killer in Texas video.
5: Yeah, man, I played the hell out of that thing.
6: <laughs> yeah, hit right in. What was going on?
5: That was very cool. Yeah, when? Do you remember when you shot that video?
6: That video was shot,
5: I think, in two thousand. In two thousand, yeah, it was. Uh, it's a really good one, man. It had. A, who did the cinematography on that? It looked really good.
6: a uh, friend of mine, Larry Moses. Uh, I've known for years and years he lives around here in Texas with us and he, he shot he actually shot that on using an old eight millimeter camera wow. You know, so he was wanting to do it You know old-school style and, and so that's what makes it look so cool I mean it was transferred to digital and they they did some editing there, but you know It looked good right from the get-go the way he shot it on that old
2: camera
5: Yes, it did. It had a cool look. So what's going on with Ghoul Town nowadays?
6: Well, you know, we, we haven't been doing as much. I've, I've, you know, kind of got off doing the writing thing, uh real morgue in my book. So uh, it's,
2: you know, a damper on the band uh, as it is. But
6: uh, we, we play shows, you know, we just got to where we just play whatever bigger shows come along uh, been only been playing about three times a year, uh, we, we kind of scaled back from just doing the all-out grunge tours, going around. I mean, we were just, you know, losing jobs and money, and we just couldn't do it anymore. Um, so we kind of just tried to scale it back and do do the things that counted. Um,
5: That's smart in today's, you know, with gas prices the way they are and the size of your band, man, it's got to be costly.
6: Yeah that's one disadvantage of having six people. I mean, you know, had it over, I would have started a a trio or something, (laughs) but, you know, yeah, that reality of, you know, the rock show that we put on is just big and it's, man, you know, we've, and we're, we're such a strange band, you know, it's hard to team us up with people. So we just kind of have to carve our own niche and everything. And, and, you know, we've just had to scale it back. I mean, been doing it for 13 years so you know that's one reason i'm just kind of doing some other things right now but we you know i still we did a video last year an animated video our song drink with the living dead which is one of our more popular songs Wait.
5: Cover already done for that?
6: Yeah, we do. Uh, the artist, uh, uh, Justin from Roomorg, he's the uh, Justin Erickson, he's the uh, head graphic designer of Roomorg. He did the cover.
5: Very cool. So, speaking of Roomorg, you're doing some writing for them now, right? You said that your um, assignment is cryptozoology in horror movies, so specifically the movie's not real-life cryptozoological stuff, or does it sort of cross over into both?
6: March, I, wait, this is March, this month, uh, this issue started my column in the magazine, which is uh, Monstro Bizarro, and I actually do cryptozoology news, so, you know, I mean, I try to cover the cooler things like jubacabra attacks, you know, dead sheep, uh, um,
2: you know, video news for, for uh, strange lake
6: serpents, but... You know, anytime something comes up, like, like um, the latest buzz about a horror movie with Bigfoot, is, is uh, Eduardo Sanchez, the, one of the co-directors of the Blair Witch Project, is shooting a new movie called Exist, and his claim is that I'm going to make Bigfoot scary again. Hmm. And so, uh, Weta Workshop is doing The Creature, uh, you know, Weather from uh, Lord of the Rings fame, mm-hmm. so Everybody's looking forward to that one, so
4: it's cool. I get to cover stuff like that. July 1960, while flying over a remote section of northern Canada, a Canadian aircraft patrol pilot suddenly encountered the huge shape of a strange unknown giant. But what was it, and where did it come from? Now comes a motion picture that explores this incredible mystery. Don't miss Sasquatch, rated G.
5: So uh, let me ask you about uh, the, the Patterson footage, you know, the famed... Famous uh, bigfoot film that everybody's seen, and the one that I think probably sparked more people's interest in this crazy stuff than than anybody than anything else you know um what's your opinion on it? I mean you've got you know the uh, Morrison costume guy said he made the the suit himself, and you got the the guy that shot it with uh, Patterson what's his name Gimley or something that... uh,
6: yeah Bob Gimlin.
5: yeah, and saying that it was him wearing it what's your opinion? do you believe those guys or? Or you...
6: Well, you know, I, I I actually did a an extensive article um, a year ago in Rumor, in which I interviewed both Philip Morris and Bob Gimlin, and uh, I've I, I've uh, I know Bob Gimlin. I've you know I've hung around with him several times, and um, I don't know. They both have compelling stories, and you know it's. I can, see, I can see people's points both way about, you know, it's a, it's a suit or that uh, it's impossible to be a suit. You know, I can see the arguments on both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, man, I, you know, Imland has, I've heard him tell the story a couple of times and just knowing the guy, it's really hard for me to believe that this is the guy who would pull a scam. He's just just not that kind of a guy he's you know he's a simple kind of rancher uh we just happened to hook up with roger patterson back then and you know help him on these expeditions and bring the horses and stuff and man uh you know just just having known some of these guys and talked to them it's you know i still give it a possibility of being real you know
5: well, you know, personally, I, I want it to be real. <laughs> I kind of like the, the idea of it being real. I mean, it's kind of like that email I sent you the other day with that, that god-awful head in a case. There's For you listeners out there, there's this place in uh, Lebanon, Tennessee. It's called Cuzz's Antique Shop, and they've got this glass display. It's a, got a head of what's supposed to be the head, uh, a creature that was run over with a car, and the head was saved. And they call it the Sugar Flat Roads Monster, and it's obviously fake. But the fun of it is the fact that these people have a head in a glass case sitting in the front of the store, not whether it's real or not. It's just the whole presentation. You know what I'm saying?
6: Oh, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. And I, I agree. I, I, I really want the Patterson film to be real. And the way I, the way I approach all of this, you know, is I want to have a good time with it. You know, I love the stories. I love love real-life monsters, you know, the possibility that they may be real. And I've certainly heard, you know, a lot of really, really credible stories that I just can't explain away. And, you know, I I try to, you know, I'm skeptical and logical and and all that, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's just how cool is it that, you know, you can, even for part of my job, I get to talk to people who tell me about when they saw real monsters. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just cool you know and,
5: oh yeah and you know behind every legend is some kernel of truth i like to think so we don't know and and maybe we will never know about a lot of these things but it sure is fun in the process you know
6: <laughs> yeah i mean and that that's that's what attracted me uh my my book beast of buggy creek um that was just released you know that that's based on that uh, alleged creature that lives in uh, Falk, Arkansas, which was the inspiration for the old movie The Legend of Boggy Creek.
1: I doubt if you could find a lonelier, spookier place in this country than down around Boggy Creek. I was seven years old when I first heard him scream. (laughs) believe that or any of this story you may think the whole thing is a hoax and that's your privilege yes he's still here and you know i'd almost like to hear that terrible cry again just to be reminded that there is still a bit of wilderness left
6: you know as i started writing for more and getting these subjects i was looking for subjects to do articles on and I thought, man, you know, The Legend of Boggy Creek, it says a true story. I want to find out what is true and what is not. And mm. I started looking into it and I realized there's a lot to that and a lot that no one's ever heard and it was far beyond an article and it turned into a book.
1: For more than a century, reports of a strange beast known as the Fout Monster had circulated among the locals in southern Arkansas described as a large hairy man-like creature with a foul stench it's said to haunt the vast sulfur river bottoms as it travels the secluded waterway known as boggy creek over the years the creature has been seen by numerous witnesses near the town of Falcon, including respected citizens experienced hunters famous musicians and even a police officer in one instance it was said to have attacked a local family Earning the beast a reputation for being aggressive and dangerous. It was just really
6: interesting to explore all the stories and legends, and, and to research how they made the movie. Uh, all that.
5: So, so how long did you work on your book?
6: I spent uh, I spent one year researching it. Um, from pretty much the time I started, you know, and said I'm going to write a book. It, it took me. Uh, I clocked in just like two weeks shy of a year from writing the book and getting a publishing deal. Falk, Arkansas is three hours from where I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Okay. So it's, it's a pretty quick jaunt to get up there, um, but I, I was up there countless uh, days um, talking, interviewing people, spent a lot of time at the library. So in the book, basically, I... I the legend of the creature, how far back it goes, um, discuss a lot of the sightings, um, all the stuff that happened in the early 70s which sort of caught the attention of Charles Pierce. So I researched all the news articles and then I take it all the way up to modern times because there's still plenty of sightings down there. Um, In fact, some of them really more compelling than what was even in the movie. Don't
1: think the Falk Monster is merely a dated Hollywood legend. Around Falk, the sightings never stopped, and they still continue right up until today, some of them more incredible than those that launched the creature to fame more than 40 years ago. Now, for the first time, the complete chronological history of the Falk Monster has been assembled in one book, The Beast of Boggy Creek the true story
5: of the Falcon Monster. So is your book available through your website, Amazon?
6: You know, the best place to get it is on on my website. It's on on the store at ghoultown.com. And uh, I set up a, a website, falconmonster.net, Version, the Nook version
5: the whole thing it's cool um, you
6: know it's widely available
5: so what's next for you with in the grand scheme of things what's your next project
6: ah uh, uh, maybe a vacation <laughs> it
5: sounds like you need one
6: yeah. or, you know at least get back out into the field and go on some uh, remote you know Bigfoot expeditions and you got a new album coming out um, which is incidentally, it's just going to be a digital release. What I'm doing is going to be 21 songs, so it's quite more extensive than most. So we're just we're doing a special digital release, kind of as a you know just a special thing for our fans. It'll be cheap and and um, you know so so we're going to be doing that. I'm going to do some shows. I'm doing a ton of book signings and other appearances at horror conventions coming up. So I've got a I've got a heavy schedule out promoting my book. Um,
2: you know, yeah. I've got signings lined up in
6: Texas and Oklahoma, Arkansas, Kentucky, just
5: everywhere. Well, when you come through here on your way to Kentucky, stop in to see me, and we'll we'll go out and grab a beer or two together.
6: Yeah, for sure. I, I've always, I, I mean, we I really enjoyed playing up there in, in Nashville a few years ago, and I've, it's just been so hard to get back. like I say we scaled down the touring and. Yeah. the show happens but uh, it's always kind of on my my list of places to go, you know. Mhm. You know, and not only for school but you know we could, we could hang out and what have you so.
5: Absolutely. Yeah, you guys, man, I've been wanting to see Cool Town for years and you guys did not disappoint. I mean, everything about it, the whole stage show and and you doing multiple tequila shots and keeping your shit together. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Well, all right, Lyle. Thanks for chatting, man. I appreciate it. And you guys keep on rocking and rolling, man.
2: You bet. Maybe some of you in here are drinking some of that. Tequila!
0: Out more about Doctor Fangreen and Metal Moore. Go to Evil and. Dark Mood and Zombies Rise. Before that, you heard a live version of Tequila from Ghoultown, Town, off of the new digital release, The Unforgotten. That came out last Friday the 13th, and it's a good one. Go pick it up. When the good doctor and Count Lyle were talking, they mentioned a picture of a head in a jar. It's been put up in the show's notes over at sixfootplus.com. It's the number six FTPLUS. We're going three feet deep with Forer. Forward, spelled F-A-U-X-R-R-O-R, is the project of the Ladies of Death Row swimsuit calendar. After frankensteining about with their instruments one day, the Friends ended up making 25 soundtracks to horror movies that never existed. Film synopses were written, movie posters were made, and the general feel of the late 70s to late 80s horror movies was captured in sound. You'll hear the tracks for Beware the Flawed, Betsy the Bloody Harlot of the Brooklyn Morgue, and Zeon Necroida Droids. Since last we talked, Gravediggers Local 16 has been busy. The front office held its third annual Easter egg hunt, while Weird John figured out how old Jason Voorhees actually is. He also told you a little bit more about the upcoming Record Store Day. I talked about Gravediggin' Man by Larry Thurston and Jeff Alexander. I also told you how you could help Joel Max Reverb Kaplan finance his grindhouse fantasy novel, High on Blood at the End of the World. And Tuesday Etsy made sure your house looked less lame by showing you the fantastic goods from Voodoo Pin and Clara Boone's curiosities. Read about these and more over at gravediggerslocal.com.
2: Today, television and films give you the luxury of observing grisly dismemberments and deaths without anyone actually being harmed. But ladies and gentlemen, have you ever seen the sight of human butchery in person?
0: Torpedoes, an old band out of Boston, with The Wizard of Gore, and Satan's Pilgrim's Psych-A-Go-Go. We've played a lot of music with an 80s horror vibe today, but let's not forget that obscure exploitation films from the 70s were also a heavy staple of rental stores. Well, listeners, seems we've come to the end of another episode. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Six Foot Plus will be back, same as always, every other week Over at sixfootplus.com, on iTunes, and even on Stitcher. You can keep track of everything on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook.com slash sixfootplus and at sixfootplus. That's the number six, F-T-P-L-U-S. Same goes for Gravediggers Local 16. Facebook.com slash gravediggerslocal and at GDL16. Before we go, remember... Independent video stores everywhere are dying out and they really need our help. So many of their customers have been lured away by streaming kiosk and mail order services. I think someone famous once said that living through convenience makes for a boring life. If you have to work for it, you enjoy life just a little bit better. And let's face it, spending time in a store easily beats dodging shopping carts or standing in a line while someone in front of you hogs the entire DVD machine. Do yourself a favor, then. Support your local video store. I've been your curator and host, Strange Jason. Thank you for listening. We go out now with a raucous tune from those foul-mouthed, fun-loving fiends and freaks of blood-sucking zombies from outer space. Until next time. Episode 28. Support your local video store. Six Foot Plus is a GDL-16 production. All music used with permission. The theme song, Carpe Noctum,
1: performed
0: by the Madeira. Avala, Ivan. Urban Graveyard Lounge music provided by Kava Khan. Mahalo. Additional music also by Kavakan. Kava Khan. Monster Matt Patterson appeared as himself. The Metal Morgue was produced by Dr. Gangrene. For track listing and links to all the bands, go to sixfootplus.com.